0: What's going on, guys? This is Dave Heilman, a.k.a. Dynasty Dorks. And this is the SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, presented to you by Winbet. Winbet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same game parlays to live in game odds, Winbet has what you need to win. If you sign up today, you bet $100. You're going to get $100 right back at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Back to Winbet. At sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Back to W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. All right, we're here to talk about some dynasty receivers. Brought in, obviously got my co-host with me at all times. Brad, how are we doing tonight, Brad? Brad, you're on mute, but
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I'm apparently living the dream a little too much because I was muted. <laughs> but I got my baseball, I've yeah. got my bourbon, we've got a guest. So I'm
0: looking forward to this. Yeah, yeah. my my, uh, my wife was admiring your collection the other day. We were at, <laughs> my, my son had a show on, but one of my favorite TikTok follows, Fantasy Blue Chip. Jagger, welcome to the show. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Where, where can we find your work? Uh, best place is Twitter to find everything.
2: That's where I'm posting. Fantasy blue chip. Um, I write at DFF. I make videos for uh, four for four fan uh, four for four fantasy, and then I um I'm about to put out some work for fantasy and frame. So I'm everywhere right now. So well,
0: this guy's doing a lot of pre draft content. We are not going to have the rookies in the rankings yet. Um, but we will talk a little bit about the rookies just in reference to kind of. Where they're where where we might start seeing them come in, but we're just going to start off. So, Brad, if you want to pull up the slide, let's Absolutely. talk about our consensus top six players: Justin Jefferson at one, Jamar Chase at two, AJ Brown at three, Ceedee Lamb at four, Jalen Waddle at five, Garrett Wilson at six. And I'm going to start out with you, Brad. Explain yourself. You have <laughs> Ceedee Lamb at number two. Hey, look
1: longevity, he's proven that he can do it. There was all these questions around C.D. Lamb going into the last season with Dak Prescott, saying, ooh, okay, what are we going to see from C.D. Lamb with Amari Cooper out of town now? And look, we saw C.D. Lamb take that bull by the horns and dominate the field. He looked excellent, and I think there's just continued growth for him moving forward. Look, we know the difference between Dave and I. I get And, you know, looking at how Dave looks at things, his value is not the wide receiver, too. I get that. I'm projecting forward. I expect him to leapfrog Jamar Chase. I've not. Look, I'm not dogging Jamar Chase or anything like that. So don't take it that way. He's still number three, but. I just think C.D. Lamb is a better, well-rounded wide receiver. I think that team's going to be looking to throw the ball a little bit more moving on from an aging Zeke. We don't know about Tony Pollard. Kellen Moore is out of town, which, to be quite frank, might be a really good move for the passing game in Dallas. So I really like C.D. Lamb, and I expect him to continue to take that step forward.
0: Yeah, and you know, to talk about our process a little bit, you know, Brad Brad really is projecting and for me, I'm doing it more on asset value. Um, Jagger, you got Garrett Wilson all the way up at number six. I obviously agree right there. But why why is Garrett Wilson, who currently uh doesn't really have a quarterback, deserve to be at the number six spot?
2: And he's actually number five for me. I'm even higher uh I'm even higher than Oops. you are on him. And a lot of that is because uh I think he's Justin Jefferson but like he's has a a way worse quarterback situation. Like if you plug in Derek Carr there, his value is through the roof. If you put in Aaron Rodgers there to me, we're going to be talking about him being the dynasty number two sooner than later, even above Jamar chase. Cause, uh, um, uh, Brad you kind of alluded to like being well-rounded like C.D. Lamb he fits the profile you can move him all over the formation whether it be in the slot or in the outside just like Justin Jefferson that is a modern prototypical wide receiver he may not be DK Metcalf size but he still has enough of it to where you could put him outside on a fade and, and he can win deep if you follow like Matt Harmon I'm really big in reception perception and Garrett Wilson is lit up green everywhere so like, to me, if he already performed at this level with Zach Wilson, who is, let's be honest, beyond bad, you know, and then like, he made Mike White look relevant. Mike White's not that good. Like, that's how great Garrett Wilson is. So that's why I'm, not, I'm so high on him. So I guess it's projecting a little bit. Like, that's the talent out- outweighing the situation.
0: Yeah. And, you know, like you said, we could see him get an increase if we get Aaron Rodgers or Derek Carr. Or you know pretty much anything over there that that resembles a good quarterback, and you know I I, I want to talk about Jalen Waddle, and I do kind of want to ask your guys' opinion on this. I have Waddle at five based on the fact of his his trade value, but having Jalen Waddle as your number one receiver, it's a little uncomfortable right now. And the reason I say that, <laughs> last year with Tyreek Hill in the offense. The targets just dissipated, especially at the end of the year. And I, I, you know, I thought, like, what's the counterpoint to that? And everyone's going to point to like Tua. And yeah, Tua missed some games, but Tua was on the field for about 13 games this year. And during that time, there was a lot of inconsistencies with Waddle. You only saw three wide receiver or four wide receiver one performances. He Had eight performances where he was a you know wide receiver two. And then you had a bunch of where he was the, he was uh wide receiver six, wide receiver seven. I mean, he was in the sixties, he was in the nineties, and it was just not very comfortable, especially the second half of the year. And I know part of that has to do with with uh two being out, but um, you know, have him all the way up there at five, even with Tyree Hill, even with the a little bit of unknown at the quarterback position. Um Jagger, any thoughts there on Jalen Waddle? I see. I mean, you and I flip-flop with him and Wilson.
2: Um, you you hit on the point exactly. Like, like why don't you like Jalen Waddle more? It's like I'm officially at the point where I don't feel great. And like if I have Jalen Waddle and I'm trying to make a run, I might package Jalen Waddle plus to try to go get AJ Brown, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson. I know some people are incredibly low on CeeDee Lamb. So if I know a guy's low on CD Lamb and I have Waddle, I'm trading Waddle to get CD plus, you know, um, and a, a big thing. I, I don't believe in Tua at all. So, like, I don't believe in him physically. I don't believe in the talent. I've never been a, a Tua guy. So it's like I've seen Jalen Waddle do it all. I've seen him do like like do the big plays and I've seen him be the short route. um yeah, you, know, you know, Deacon Dunk guy in both seasons. So it's not really him as a tie as a talent, but there's just so many question marks with with Miami as a whole, and he's smack dab in the middle of it. So
0: yeah, so I have the targets. He had three, you know, three times he had zero to three targets. Uh, he had four targets twice, five targets seven times, six targets twice, seven targets twice, nine targets once, and he had three times where he was over ten targets. And you know, with, you know, with Tua on the field, you're you're going from you know 69 yards to 171 to 102. One, he had seven,
1: yeah, seven games under 50 yards, not a yeah. touchdown in any of those.
0: Mm-hmm. He and had so
1: one exploding game where he had 170 something yards. Whereas if you look on the opposite side of the field, yeah, you see Tyreek Hill. I think he had three or four, if I remember, under 50 yards, but he had like four just completely explosive games that are weak l- winning games for you. Yeah. So yeah. I, that, that ebb and flow, you gotta be careful about. Yeah. And,
0: and it's tough to have two guys in the top 12 or top 14 of your dynasty rankings. And then their quarterback yep. is not, not someone you, you know, I just, you know, I'm in a mock draft and he's, you know, to it, you have Tua or like Daniel Jones, you know, it's a trade Lance. Like it's pretty sketchy around QB 12 and Superflex.
2: What's funny is, like, I'm, I'm taking a look at, at all three of our lists here. And then the thing that sticks out to me and, like, Jalen Waddle is like, you know, what's different from all the rest? And Jalen Waddle is the only one on this list that you would question if they're the number one. No matter where you have ev- everyone else, Jefferson is the number one on their team. Chase is the number one on the team with T. Higgins. A.J. Brown is another one who's the number one with Devontae Smith. Garrett Wilson, no question there. Even, you know, Brad's got some different ones with DK Metcalf. You know Tyree Kill's the one that we're talking about being the number one on Jalen Waddle. He's a little old for me. I'm like, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio. You know, I want him, you know, 26 <laughs> and, and and under. If not, I'm breaking up
0: with him. <laughs> so. well, uh, um, yeah, that's uh, that's a great way to put it. Um some people call it an ageist. Some Leo is an ageist. Um, we will talk about Tyreek Hill and DK Metcalf in a second. We're gonna check back in with the sponsors and then we're gonna go to our next. Uh, next six players, um, sponsored by Leo DiCaprio. Um, he said he's, he's he's looking there for 20, 25, 26-year-olds now uh, to prove that he likes older older women. Um, WinBet is the official online sportsbook of the Sportsline Podcast Network. WinBet is active in a bunch of states. There are tons of ways to win, including live betting, same-game parlays, a.k.a. WinBets, Build Your Own Bet, BYOB. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. You're ready to play, sign up today. You receive a special offer. If you bet a hundred dollars, you're going to get a hundred dollars. Limited state avail- availability, of course, if you hit the biggest long shot parlay of the week, you get a thousand dollar free credit. So much to choose from all you have to do is head over to sportscalingpodcast.com. That's so they know we sent you that's sportscalingpodcast.com. Batches W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Offer subject to change, terms and condition at winbet.com. Must be 20 or older and, and play present in a state where playthrough. winbet is available, if you were someone you know has a gambling problem, please call 1 800. 522-4700. And don't forget about the SGPN merch store. Continues to add new items in the store every day. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com. It's store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com to get your favorite shirts, hats, hoodies, and sweats. We're gonna have a some draft apparel coming out. But back to our next grouping of players. We have Amon Ross St. Brown, DK Metcalf, Tyree Kill, T. Higgins, Chris Olave, Drake London. And I'll just put them together. Brad, DK Metcalf and Tyreek Hill, they were in your top six. Why uh, why would you put them in the top six and not in this range?
1: Yeah, for me the DK Metcalf is a little bit of a projection, right? So we all know he's the alpha, right? It's it's very clear to see that. Uh but Tyler Lockett being 30, going on 31, really in the last deal of that structured contract and maybe they restructure him a little bit to keep him there past the age of 30, but you got to imagine that production that we've seen from Tyler Lockett and the really the consistency that we saw this year is going to start to go away a little bit. And I think DK is going to really turn in to the focal point of that offense. So it's a little bit of a projection for me in that regard. And then Tyreek Hill is just kind of a reiteration of what I talk about, right? 27 is prime. He's not an old wide receiver. Now the question mark for me around Tyreek, and maybe I've got him a little high, is, okay, will speed we typically see start to die down as the as the receivers age goes up, we really haven't seen that from Tyreek Hill. And to be quite frank, we didn't really get to see that necessarily this year because every deep ball that was thrown was underthrown by ten yards yep. because two can't throw the long ball, right? Exactly. But we see Tyreek Hill go up and get it anyway. So I just I just trust. His talent, regardless of who the, the quarterback is, we saw it with Teddy Bridgewater. We saw it with Skylar Thompson. It, it almost doesn't matter. Both of those guys not starting caliber quarterbacks, and Tyreek Hill is still producing on the field. So I'm comfortable with where he's at at 27 because I still think you see a solid three years, and that's kind of my, my landmark. If I think they're going to give me three more years of kind of solid production at where they're at, I'm going to hold them
2: in my ring.
0: Yeah, and so Jagger, you got a saint Brown at seven. Is he still the one there with Jamison Williams?
2: Uh, yes, because they do different things, you know. And then I'm one that um, that like we, we have a we have a conversation about Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill, which kind of debunks the idea that like you can't have usable fantasy receivers on the same team, you know. Like T. Higgins is coming up on on Brad's. Um, Tier list over here. He's on mine as well. Like, I'm comfortable having him on Ross St. Brown's because I know what he's going to do regardless of Jameson Williams. You know, he's going to eat and feast in the middle and intermediate areas of the field. And then, Jameson Williams, you can, you know, if you don't have him taking the top off the defense and working the deep routes, then I don't, you're just doing it wrong. You know, you're just doing it wrong. You're doing what, what Joe Lombardi was doing with the Chargers, and you don't want that. Yeah.
0: Well, and you look at this and, and you won't well, be you know, doing it anymore. Yeah, exactly. Well, and, and I referenced this earlier. So we went, we had this conversation a little bit with Alex in High School and not all top 12 receivers or up top, tall, all top 12 running backs are RB1s, receiver ones. And so you may not be comfortable with some of these players being your wide receiver one, or you might be. Um, are you comfortable with all the guys we talked about and this grouping being your top Number one receiver, Jagger.
2: Um, I'm I'm, I'm in Ross Saint Brown this is the last one that I'm comfortable with. Um, every other one, I would either want, I would hope to get one of the guys from the the last year, or I'm rebuilding. You know, because I'm looking at you know the assets that I have. Um, you know, like my Drake London, my Drake London teams. Those are very young rosters. Or Drake London is like my wide receiver three and I just got lucky and drafted value or traded them when you should have gotten them, which is immediately after you knew Marcus Mariota was going to be his quarterback. It takes value, you know? So like that, yeah. that's where I'm at. Like, like, and that's to me the difference between like, a a. Uh, a winning roster and then a roster where you have assets to trade to make a winning roster because that's where we're at the, the the this tier now that I if I'm wanting to win you know like I got decent running back two top 12 quarterbacks now I want to move one of these guys plus like a, a second rounder or a low first because you're going to win and then I'm going to go get AJ Brown I'm going to go get you know um Jamar Chase or something like that and that just puts you over the top
0: yeah, and, and Chris Olave is one of those guys where, you know, he's clearly the number one on that team. We don't know what's going to happen with the um, you know, with the quarterback position. And you know, he could easily move up a couple spots on here with the, you know, with a change mm-hmm. of quarterback, but he's a guy that solidified himself and going back to the reception perception, uh, I, I mean, everything on there screamed this guy's gonna be an absolute stud. Yeah, he's and, a beast. I mean, it was literally like. Green is good, and everything was green. Like yeah. this guy's gonna be good. Like I, I just, you know, I I I remember reading that, and then instantly trading up in the draft, overpaying just so I could go get Chris Olave, and I'm like, I probably could have got him at 109. But I just had to go get get some crystal lobby. Make sure, my-
2: make sure you get him And now you look like a genius because that's yeah. still like that's too cheap. You know, that's too yep. cheap. That's like Drake London right now. I want him. If I don't have him, I'm setting out trades to spam to get him because like you want to talk like the reception perception as it came out on on what he's done in the NFL. I don't think yet, but like. Hit the PFF score, like, uh, I think Daniel Jeremiah, or someone covered that. Like, he has one of the highest PFF scores for lucky yeah. wide receiver ever. And then you want to think about for our prototypical size, he has it. So, like, to me, like you, you know, because I don't know if Drake London's my wide receiver one, that that that's one where he he could be, you know, someone that's going to be a stud next year. We don't know that yet. We just haven't seen it. So, you want to talk about projecting out? That's a guy I'm incredibly bullish on.
0: Yeah, and I got some polls on Twitter, did some Dynasty price checks, and I'm not going to talk about full details, but it is interesting how people, they would much rather, uh, you know, the pick over the player, but then when you lay down the players next to them, like if I said Drake London or 104 in a super flex, they'd be like, oh, yeah, I'm taking the 104 over over Drake London. Then I'm like, would you want Drake London or Jackson Smith and Jigba? Well, Drake London. And I'm like, you just said you wanted the 104. Like, what are you going to do with it? And, mm-hmm. you know, um, but like T Higgins go, going back to the Jalen Waddle conversation, like when Jay, when Jamar Chase was out, T Higgins balled out, mm-hmm. but he was barely a wide receiver too last year. And he still was a dynasty. You know, he, he holds the value and, and still this year, I mean, people are especially looking forward to the 2024 free agency and hoping mm-hmm. that he goes somewhere else and, but you're going to have to take your lumps this year because you just, you're not going to get wide receiver one production on a consistent basis from T Higgins. And he still is going to have to be a top 12 asset because he's just a stud and he's with Joe Burrow. And, you know, obviously with Jamar Chase, he has missed some time and things like that, but I just don't project T Higgins to have a wide receiver one season in 2023.
2: Yeah. Unless like, I don't know if you're one of it's one of the various Twitter dream trades happen. And then like T Higgins is like a Chicago bear or something like that. And then it's like you said, like he's still super young. Like he, when he's a free agent, he's going to be 24 years old. So like wherever, wherever he goes, he's going to like, like T Higgins is probably better than, every starter on 30 teams right now probably better like like, like, let's be honest i'm a patriots fan i wish bill belichick would stop being cute and go get you know like t higgins or something like that but you know we're not going to do that we're going to get like tank (laughs) dell or something like that (laughs) (laughs) and
0: and and, uh we we can move on to the next list but i will say stefan diggs i put him in my top 12 he he's a guy that knows a little bit older but he's still attached to josh allen and mm-hmm. he's one of the best in the game. He's probably going to be a top five receiver the next two years. And if you're going to get production, like that's where it's at. Mm-hmm. Stephon mm-hmm. Diggs is he's been very consistent the last couple of years.
2: And this game translates long term.
0: Yep. So the next grouping is Devonta Smith, Stephon Diggs, Devontae Adams, Michael Pittman, Chris Godwin, and then Brandon Ayuke. Uh so, so Jagger, you got Michael Pittman at actually Brad, you have Michael Pittman the highest. So Michael Pittman at 14. What are your thoughts there? i um, potentially got a rookie quarterback coming in. Could be it could be Will Levis, Bryce Young, CJ Stroud. We don't know rookie quarterbacks. Fantasy production is not always great. What are your thoughts?
2: Yeah, uh, yeah it's very
1: going. similar to Drake the Drake London conversation, right? You got Drake London. We just talked about him in the tier ahead of this. There's a lot of quarterback uncertainty, but he's got the size, he's got the speed, he's got the skill set, and Matt Harmon again. Loved Michael Pittman going into the last season, and it just didn't come to fruition, not at Michael Pittman's fault, but because of the quarterback play, that team just completely underperformed under Frank Reich, which is why he's no longer there anymore, right? So I think you're looking again at a projection here where I think Michael Pittman has the skill set. He's got the prototypical X size. And he's going to be on a team where he is the alpha. But not even if you bring that rookie quarterback in, they can lean on Jonathan Taylor. And when you lean on Jonathan Taylor and you have a rookie quarterback, the defenses are going to think they can stack the box against you. And I think Michael Pittman, if they bring back Paris Campbell with Alec Pierce, they've got some decent weapons on the outside to be a pretty productive offense in the grand scheme of things. So I I can't justify dropping him outside of this tier just because of the upside and the skill set itself.
2: Agreed. You had that. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say, like verbatim. So.
0: <laughs> and then Jameson Williams makes your number 17, Jaggers. So you talked about him being, you know, a different skill set than Amon Ross St. Brown. Um, Jared Goff had, you know, kind of back to Jared Goff a couple years ago as far as fantasy production. Wouldn't say he's, you know, a stud quarterback or anything, but he was a very solid quarterback too. And sometimes he has some quarterback one upside. Jameson Williams is 17. Um, that, this is me being ageist
2: 100% because like, and, and this is a, um, a lot we've said about when you stack up the player against like a pick or or whatever that I think that Jamison Williams would be the number one wide receiver in this class, you know, like, like you you could argue JSN, but I think he'd be the top wide receiver in this class and he just got injured. So like, especially now that you're not even asking him to be a stud right off the bat and you have to respect I'm in Ross St. Brown, you know, that, that's going to open up wonders. And I think that he's just a boom and waiting. And another thing too, like as anyone, else, I, I can't trade for this guy for, for anything. So like, like I'm surprised the consensus is, isn't higher because me trying to um, acquire him all off season, it, it's been impossible. So I'm surprised the consensus is the consensus isn't higher.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's some of these guys are, we've already talked about are pretty much impossible unless you were willing to pay double.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, I have Cooper cup, the highest, uh, you know, I have him in that clump of, you know, these are wide receiver ones for the next year or two. They're older, but you know, if you're a contender based on Jagger and Brad's boards compared to mine, I think Cooper cup is someone that is a buy low right now. I think you could, mm-hmm. you could go and get him for a late first and, and, and some people could jump at that. I um, might want to, you yeah, might need to throw in a younger receiver or something like that with it. But um, Cooper cups kind of thought about, and so like, I, and I'll be honest, like putting him at 14, I was a little hesitant to do that, but he's a guy that you're going to get for wide receiver two cost. And he's going to give you wide receiver one production. It's still McVay. It's still Stafford. He's going to get 160, 170 targets next year. And if you're a contender, it's the perfect player to add to your squad to just put you over the top or just to solidify a a good team. Um, You know, a couple other players on here. Um, We'll talk about Debo Samuel in a bit because I'm a big hater on Debo Samuel. I got him uh, pretty low on my list. Um, Debo Samuel at 18 Jaggers.
2: That one, I regret a little bit, to be honest <laughs> now, because like, like, uh, like, I think I made this, like, like I filled this out pretty fast, like five, five days ago or something. And now I'm in like <laughs> a startup and I would like rather have Brandon Iuk, I think, but like, like, I think I'd just rather have Brandon Ayuk. And I don't
0: know why I did this now, to be honest. Well, um, and we'll, so well, we'll move on to the guy that I think deserves his flowers. Devonta Smith, two years into the league, has jumped up to where he's a borderline top 12 dynasty asset. He's debunked the whole he's not going to be tough, big enough, tough enough. This guy took some shots. I think it was like three out of the first five plays in the Super Bowl – and he just got lit up. And I was like, Dude, this guy, this guy is going to be carried off the field before the drive's over. And he makes a big play. And so I think for his size, he's really, really debunked a lot of things. And uh, his, he's one of the biggest risers for me personally. And, you know, I can see on your guys' boards, I, I had him the lowest.
2: Yeah, I have him at 11, so I have him in the top 12.
0: Yeah, so um, next grouping, Brad?
2: Yeah, absolutely.
0: And you see, I'm with you, Jagger. I got Brandon Ayuk ahead of Debo. Mm -hmm. I had uh, Chase Vernon from – he's with uh, Fancy Intervention and Trophy Smack. I him on the show, and uh, him and I were going back and forth about Terry McLaurin and Brandon Ayuk earlier last year, and um, he still can't believe me that Brandon Ayuk's worth more than Terry McLaurin, but uh, still there. I agree. So, 19, Marquise Brown, Debo Samuel at 20, DJ Moore at 21, Cooper Cup at 22, Jameis Williams at 23, Terry McLaurin at 24. Um, So, Brad, you got Calvin Ridley here at 21. We haven't seen Calvin Ridley play in in like 10 years. Um, (laughs) He's expected to be reinstated. (laughs) Um, He's going there. There's still Zay Jones. They're talking about bringing Evan Ingram back. Christian Kirk's there. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is a stud, but is there going to be enough uh, food on the plate there for Mr. Ridley?
1: Yeah, he's immediately the best wide receiver on that team. He's different than anybody else on there. There's nobody on that team that is that route runner that Calvin Ridley is. Um, He's been known for that ever since his days at Alabama, and he's not going to just forget how to do that. It's not like the dude's not been working out since he's been uh, suspended for his, uh, you know, 14 games or however many it was this year. Was it the whole season? I feel like the he played season. a couple games. The I whole know.
0: season,
2: yeah.
1: I, for some reason, not, I thought he played a couple games. It was the Maybe
0: year before. That was the year before. He yeah, played a, a, a couple more. games, and he took, way, stepped away way. for Look, personal matters. The moral
1: to the story, kids, is don't bet on your team.
0: Period.
1: <laughs> don't bet on sports if you're playing sports. Either way, not to get down the rabbit yeah, don't hole. Don't bet on the Falcons
0: going. regardless. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, But he does. He steps in. He's immediately the best player on the team from the, at the wide receiver position. Even if they bring back Evan Ingram, he's still the best guy on the field. And this is a function of Trevor Lawrence. You said it earlier. He's a stud. And with a wide receiver like Calvin Ridley in that offense, Doug Peterson knows how to scheme these guys open. Just look at what he was able to do with the mess that was the Jacksonville Jaguars in one offseason. Now imagine that continued offseason. They traded for Ridley. You know he's got the playbook. He had it for probably the back half of the season. He's going to get to do off season workouts with him. He's going to be ready to go. Now, the buy window may be three weeks into the season, four weeks into the season, because he's going to come in, and he's just not going to be in football shape. Right. A lot of people may not recognize like, hey, this this dude. Yeah, he's been working out, but there's a difference between workout shape and game shape. Right. So it's going to take him a few games to get into that. But I think he's going to be a huge smash play this season. And there's to me, it's unimaginable, barring injury, knock on wood, that he's not a top 24 wide receiver this season.
0: And Jahan Dodson, you got him at 20 there, Jagger.
2: Yeah, I think I'm probably one of the most bullish people in Johan Dotson. Um, I know a lot of this kind of depends on what they're going to do with their quarterback situation. I'm not the biggest Sam Howell fan, but like – I like to come out of college. Like, I feel like John Dotson has been slept on since he was at Penn State. I think that he is a crafty route runner, and he's now proven that he can win deep at the NFL level. I don't know what more you can ask for. And I know a lot of people talk about touchdowns, 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 but, like – it's almost like you're knocking him for doing a good job at finding the end zone. Like, I know yeah. that, 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 that'll come down, you know, but like towards the tail end of the season, the targets went up and then people still don't like him. You know, I, I, I just don't get it, you know? And, and now again, we talked about multiple wide receivers being viable to your fantasy team even though that they're sharing you know a receiver room with someone else I don't think Terry McLaurin is that much of a steep drop off in talent than Jahan Dotson anymore you know so I think it only helps them that someone else is is, um is across the field to take away coverage and like and honestly if let's say that we keep talking about Derek Carr, like whoever ends up going there. I I think it it could be a boom. Let's say they draft a guy. Even I I think that could really unlock Jahan Dotson to be a PPR um, boom. Because like, if he's already, if he can win deep, all you need to do is have a guy who can throw it across the middle of the field and not hit a linebacker. You know, that's, that's the key.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, they're, they were definitely tied to Jimmy Garoppolo last year. Um, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what this Eric Bieniemy offense looks like. You know, a lot of the players. You know, LaShawn McCoy was out there talking; it wasn't good stuff about Bieniemy, and he was talking about Bieniemy is really in charge of the the running game, and when it comes down to the passing game, he didn't have anything to do with it. And so we will see. We don't know what the quarterback's going to be. We've got a new new system there, um, and they still got you know other playmakers with Curtis Samuel and with you know with Terry McLaurin. I do like Dotson, and the reason I, I'm lower on him, again, is more because I'm basing it on trade value. Not a lot of people are, are are that high on him. So if you do have him on your team, I'm not sure what you can get for him in trade right now, and he might be another player that you can buy low with all this rookie fever. I don't know. you can get an early – an early seconds, probably a little bit too low, but – I don't know. People get so excited about these rookies and they just completely forget about these 2022 players, which, by the way, there's probably some silly receipts out there because 2023 class is really good, but was way overhyped. And, you know, I'm guilty of falling into it too. But this 2020 class, 2022 class deserved a lot more credit. There was a lot of very good players and it was underhyped because there was so much hype for 2023.
2: It, I was in the I was in the camp that I said that that the twenty twenty two class was the year that you draft your receiver. If your team needs a receiver, go get one. I think that they were all good and they all proved it right. Like Jahan Dotson is a prime example. You could have got him in the second round. A lot second round.
0: Yeah, picking second round
2: exactly like like even Wandale robinson in the third we don't really know what he is yet but he has a little bit of, of dynasty value you know and you can't say that for a lot of third round picks you know mm-hmm. so
0: yeah and so uh, i have christian watson on here and i've i was mm-hmm. i was a hater absolute hater last year on christian watson i was wrong like i was totally wrong on this guy i thought he was just way too raw it's gonna be another one of these guys that You know, the NFL is just, it's, you finally like meet equal athletes and you're not going to be able to do that. No, like this guy is a Supreme athlete and you've seen the upside. Like this is the upside that we hope that Jamison Williams is going to have. We saw it. Like we saw him with multiple, multiple touchdown games. And I know Jordan Love is, is likely the quarterback at this point, could be another person, but this guy absolutely looks looks great out there when he was healthy. And um, you know, I, I do think the way that he played last year showed that he's the number one and that the team really believes in him. And uh, you know, I, I think that he could be one of those guys that has some trade value if you if you put him on the market. Um, and then the other guy I have on here that no one else had so far. Actually, Jagger and I are both lockstep with Jerry Judy. Jagger I'll give you first first mic, Jerry Judy. Um, it's,
2: I'm buying Sean Payton. That's what, that's what I'm, I, I think that Jerry Judy is better than Cortland Sutton and Sean Payton coming in immediately makes that entire offense better. Like I've never disliked Jerry Judy as a talent. The, the Broncos have just been a disaster. So Sean Payton being there to me, Jerry Judy's probably still low enough to where he's a buy. And and like, like to me, he has like this is a tier of guys that you think had the upside to finish top twelve. Jared Judy is 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 right there for me.
0: Yeah, and I got Christian Kirk above Calvin Ridley. I know we talked about those two guys. I like both. I just Christian Kirk, he's with been with the team for a year. He's got more chemistry with Trevor Lawrence. We've we've seen it. Calvin Ridley, there's a little bit unknown. And again, I just think Calvin Ridley right now, like the value is just super low. And uh, you know he's someone you know if he, you if you're thinking the same thing as Brad, he's going to be a top 24 receiver. I mean, he's not going to cost you much to acquire. And uh, yeah. and you know he's he's definitely someone I'm interested in. Um, Brad, anyone else on your list you want to talk about?
1: No, I think the biggest outlier here, if people have been looking at these and listening in is the Marquise Brown at 19. There's a reason Marquise Brown's at 19. That's because I have him in my top 12. (laughs) And you all don't have him in the top 24 yet. Right? So again, this is, I have been a huge believer of Hollywood Brown for his entire career in the NFL. Um, I think he is an underrated route runner. I think people don't give him the respect that he really probably deserves in that aspect of the game. Uh, because he is thought of as that guy that ran a 4-3-whatever in the combine. And he's this speed guy and this and that. And uh, I think his value is even more depressed right now because of the Kyler Murray injury. But if you if you want to go all the way back to college where these guys played together, he had 1,300 yards with Kyler Murray uh, his last season in Oklahoma. Uh, Mm -hmm. And then you turn around and he comes to the NFL and he shows everything that he can do with the deep ball. Now he does have some drop issues or whatever. Um, He leaves Baltimore, comes to Arizona and in Arizona in those first six games from a fantasy perspective, he's like a top 15 wide receiver. He had like 30, 35 targets. I think through the first six weeks, he had a game that had 14 targets. He had four touchdowns. Like he was the, and I get it. Nuke wasn't playing, but that's what you're projecting at right now. They're not going to pay DeAndre Hopkins this season. He's there. There's all that talk about how he's gone already, and we could have told you that in the offseason that they were going to make that move away from him, and now you got the new offense coming in, the new, the new coordinators coming in. It's going to be a very interesting scenario. I just think Marquise Brown is a smash buy. And that's why I put him at 12, because I feel like that's communicating to people, you need to go get him at the market price that he's at right now, because I don't know that he's going to go much lower than that.
2: Yeah, honestly, like I, I'm at a range now where I can't really argue with anyone having you know, like nothing's too crazy at this range here. And I don't know what Marquise Brown is. Like I know what he is as a player, but now that Rich Gannon's taken over as a coach, we have no yeah, we have no Kyler Murray. It like D in in theory's not gonna be there, but like nope. what if he is? So like I yeah. like, like like that's that's my only reason. But everything you said but like like Marquise Brown I've I've been high on, same as you. Um you wanna talk about upside right now, like if you wanna look at like like mine and Dave's rankings, that like that Marquise Brown's a good buy. I actually just sold Marquise Brown, but it was to get Devontae Smith, so it was like no, to hop here it. Yeah. It, exactly. So like, yeah. but but if you just need a receiver, he's probably a good budget guy with upside.
0: Yep, for sure. All right, last grouping. I know we got to yeah. go. We got bet times coming up.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. They're winding down up there. I can already hear it. Mm-mm.
0: All right, so we got Christian Watson, George Pickens, Christian Kirk, Jerry Judy, Calvin Ridley, and Traylon Burks. So, um, Brad, George Pickens, he's been your guy all season. I'll let you talk about him. I just –
1: this is the guy that just catches my eye on the field. When you watch him, you're like, this dude is good. This dude is legitimate. This dude dominated as a freshman at Georgia and just couldn't get healthy all the way, Right. He comes into the league and shows some of these just ridiculous body control catches, and we just need that volume to get there. And I think that volume is going to come. It's To me, it's pretty clear he, but you could argue Pat, Pat Friermuth, but he is definitely the favorite wide receiver target for Kenny Pickett in that offense, and that's what I want to see. I want to see him grow with Kenny Pickett in that offense a little bit. I want Matt Canada to pull his head out of his, uh, you know, I, we'll keep it PG here. Uh, but I just want to see more volume go George Pickens' way because I really do believe he's the most dynamic talent on that offense right now, really at any position, regardless.
0: Yeah, and, and Jagger, you had uh, Deontay Johnson in your last group. And so you were the highest on him. So let's talk a little about Deontay Johnson.
2: I like Deontay Johnson because he is a proven separator and like he was so low this year because of touchdowns and, and uh, to be honest, that's, again, that's not a sticky stat and you want to someone who has gotten that many targets literally has never, ever gone an entire season without a touchdown. And, and I love George Pickens, but like, I, I need more nuance for him to be more than just Gabe Davis if that makes sense like I feel like George Pickens is a super talented Gabe Davis and I need him to develop nuance and nuance in in route running is hard to develop you know so I, it maybe it happens maybe it doesn't but but I, I I've been on on craftsman and Deontay Johnson's still 25 years old so that's the only big difference
1: I, I'm really glad you brought that up because The Steelers are one of the few teams that I trust to develop wide receivers. They've done it time Time and time and time again, whether you're talking Emmanuel Sanders or Mike Williams or Antonio Brown, all these third or later wide receivers, they just continue to develop. They did it with Deontay Johnson. Now, he was the second-round pick, but they just always have these guys that their their squad is just solid at developing in that position. I, I love Deontay Johnson. He just needs to run forward when he catches the ball instead of backwards. Like, I want to say it was the through the first four weeks of the season he had damn near close to negative yards after the catch. Like, he he's is trying to do like, too What's much. What's that?
2: He's trying to do too much. Yeah. yeah like, he
1: is – you're right. He's, he's open every single time. Every play you watch, he just – he makes corners look stupid. Like, he's really good – But he just – he just get the yardage, man. Just run forward a little bit, get that yardage, and you'd be so much happier with the stat line with him by the end of the game.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And so, Jagger, this is the first time we've seen Rashad Bateman's name, and he's all very close for all of us. Um, You know, Rashad Bateman we saw last year. Uh, A lot of people say the concern with him is the efficiency. He was just a hyper-efficient player last year. Um, I just – I was a big fan of him coming out. And I think he's not just a, you know, a big play receiver. And to be honest, I didn't think that was part of his game I was most interested in. And then last year, they kind of turned him into a big play receiver a couple times, four or five targets a game, but getting touchdowns almost every game. So Rashad Bateman in the top 30. What do you got?
2: Um, for me, it, it's um, it's like you said. I believe in the talent, and what a lot of people don't understand with Greg Roman's offense is that it's built on efficiency. Like like the running backs were efficient. Lamar Jackson's running was efficient. They don't they don't pass very off, often. So when they do, it's easy to be efficient. So again, these are things that aren't necessarily sticky, but I understand where they um, where some people. But like myself, will still willing to bet on the talent. And now that Todd Monken's in, I don't know what they're going to be. So a guy with Rashad Bateman's talent, I'm going to hope that Todd Monken's going to find a way to get him the ball and up that the tempo of the offense a little bit so there's just more opportunity across
0: the board. Yeah, I like the Monken hire. Uh, last guy that I'm going to bring up is Debo Samuel, and that's just because I, I hate the guy, I guess. Um, I don't hate Debo Samuel. I just think that you know we've seen 4 years of Debo Samuel and we've we've seen 6 good weeks and we you know launched him up into a top 5 dynasty receiver last year for no real no good reason i mean he was a a you know a, a, speaking of efficiency he had efficiency but he was also being used in a playoff format as a running back that would never happen this is not going to happen for an 18 game season and so that was kind of projected and baked into his cost last year and he was a big bust because people were getting him in the first round or the first 10 picks. And so that's really kind of maybe went a little too far on 28, but I just think that you're going to, you're not getting playoff Debo during the regular season. And for that, you know, for that reason, I'm out. Mm. Um, I, again, I, I like craftsmen, you know,
2: Brandon, and I, you, you want to talk about reception perception. This is a guy on film he dominates you know like like if you look at like a a reel of IU who just puts on a clinic on a defensive back and he doesn't get a ball like that it's Deontay Johnson and Brandon IU of guys who routinely open and do not get the ball it's those two guys right there that's why I hope Trey Lance kind of unlocks that talent and throws more than just like 15 yards downfield you know that's why I don't like Brock Purdy is that like again he's not Unlocking all of that offense, Brandon Ayukas could routinely open downfield, and and that's why I'm I like Ayuk more than than uh, Debo. Apparently, when I made these rankings, I wasn't thinking, so I don't
0: know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm I'm definitely with you on that. I'm a big Brandon Ayuk fan for all the same reasons. Well, hey, we've cut, gone gone through thirty players. Uh, I think it's time to call it a night. I appreciate your time. You've been really gracious with your time and knowledge. Again, please let everyone know where to find you, Jagger.
2: Again, Twitter's best place, Fantasy Blue Chip. Um, most of my contents over at DFF are uh, Fantasy and Frames and 444. Four, so.
0: And check them out on TikTok as well. I believe the same, uh, same handle on TikTok? Yep. yep. Cool. Well, Brad, thanks as always. Cheers. All right. Good luck this season. All right.